Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. Today, we're going to be going into the forest, talking about the Wendigo. 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 I know, something coming from Red Cat. It's supposedly, uh, based on the pictures, people are saying it's a Wendigo or Wendigo, depending on your spelling usage that you use. There's different spellings, I guess, for this thing. But uh, apparently it's like the flesh eater of the forest or the frost-bitten monster of your nightmares. But um, it comes from like Native American legends, this crazy creature with antlers and like no soft skin tissue because it's been in the cold and getting frostbite, I guess. I don't know. But... um. It's a creepy looking thing with red glowing eyes in the uh, red cat picture. And uh, they teased us with that little image and let us know that something was coming. Something terrifying is coming, apparently. And uh, then they showed us a little teaser picture. Shows you like a blue hood of a car with a little scoop on the top of it. Kind of looks like a Bronco-ish shape design. It's got... A cage and extra supporting across the windshield. So it's some kind of um, vehicle that needs to potentially have protection from rolling over. I wish it was a solid axle monster truck. This is all stuff that's RC conspiracies fodder. We're just kind of getting into it a little bit right here. We're going we're gonna to delve off of this and use it as a kind of a segue into the topic we're going to talk about. Um, but... I don't think it's a monster truck because there's a passenger seat driver and there's like a little, looks like where they put a clipboard or some kind of board with paper, or maybe there's a computer screen there for course information or stuff that they may have plugged into the, you know, for navigation. But anyway, some people think maybe it's a 124 scale. I kind of think it's going to be like a Wraith. The name and all of that is kind of along that, you know, the Wraith is just like, after you're dead, kind of ghostly <laughs> thing. So, uh, kind of get that feeling that it's going to be in that style of Wraith or Capra rock crawler. Not quite like trail truck, like the Gen 8, but a little bit more like a, a rock crawler bouncer thing. Not going full cage rock bouncer, but kind of like those moon buggies or whatever they call them. Anyway, that's kind of where I'm thinking. But yes, the Wendigo, the flesh eater. I wonder if it will eat the flesh off of those awful RC YouTubers making all that money, getting all that free stuff. Yeah, so that's reared its ugly head again. Head that's as ugly as a Wendigo. But um, yeah, so this is like a topic that comes up all the time. And... Didn't used to have an avenue to talk about this. And I usually try not to comment on stuff when it does happen. But I've kind of let loose on it the last couple months or so. Uh, maybe because I don't have an outlet to talk about it. So with you guys who understand versus 
trying to make the people who don't understand and actually don't even want to understand what's really happening. They just want to believe what they think it is. And so it's kind of like futile to argue with them. Uh, and those are the same people that you should never try to tell them uh, about some new setup that you found that actually works better <laughs> than uh, what they're running because they don't want to hear it. They are the master at setting up their vehicles. <laughs> you know what personalities I'm talking about. You've, you've we've all met those people. Anyway, uh, I digress. But so, yeah, so I was on Arma RC Army. So they had a comment that says, how do YouTubers afford a brand new RC car every week? I know advertisers pay them, but it can't be that much, which the second part of that statement is very true. So the advertisers for most people, you know, and some others may have certain deals worked out where they don't use the advertising for their monetization, but they actually get paid by a company to do, to showcase their vehicles. And that's a whole different thing. That is a different topic. But for the most part, like general YouTubers that are monetized are able to make a little bit of money off of YouTube. And I think that's great and grand. And I'm one of those people, you know, being completely honest. Um, but so they have a very, you know, particular question because, you know, they do see these people getting new vehicles all the time and reviewing them. Um, and so even me, I mean, I get a lot of the new ones that come out. But I'm very particular about which ones I do and do not choose to get. I don't get all of them. But, um, uh, you know, recently I've gotten quite a few new ones that are coming out. And they have I have interest in them, like the SMT-10s, uh, the new team-associated rival MT-10, uh, to name a few. I've got a couple of Kyo shows. They're not necessarily new, uh, but they were, you know, worth having. But there was the Traxxas Max. Um, when that came out, that was something that I, you know, I had to try out, you know, I'm big into monster trucks and I liked the max or X max a lot. So I needed, to, I needed to try that out and see what it's going to be like, but there's other reasonings behind it, which we can go into, um, a little bit here today in that thought process of when to choose them or not to choose them as well. Um, uh, because, you know, a lot of it has to do with whether or not you think you're going to make your money back on it if you're monetized and that's based on views and all of that. And so even so most of that money doesn't come back on it on a lot of them. And so then when you turn around and sell it for whatever's left in the vehicle after, you know, you've run it enough, you know, you might make back the rest. And so it's like kind of break even, but you get content then that you can run on your channel. Um, and so, I mean, everybody does it differently. So I can't say I'm speaking for everybody. Uh, but they, they seem to think that a lot of people seem to think that we just get all of these vehicles for free uh, by companies. And that's just not the truth. Not for me, at least. Uh, and I know not for a lot of people. Now, there's certain companies like Banggood and Gearbest and them. You know, a lot of those vehicles that are sent to people are for free. Um, and when I was doing GearBest stuff, you know, and I always said this was sent to me by GearBest to do a review for you guys so we can see how it performs. Um, letting people know that it was sent to me by them. And I always think that that's something that should be disclosed uh, just because it may or may not sway what you think of the product. Um, so, you know, and there's affiliate links and stuff that go along with that as well. And so you can make money off of it when people buy the vehicles and all of that kind of stuff. And that's another thing. And so I do put in there disclose that, you know, um, 
I may or may not have affiliate links. And a lot of times I put up links that aren't even affiliate links to stuff um, just so that people have the information. Because for me, it's really more about um, helping people get into the hobby and know where they're at in it and what types of vehicles might be in their uh, best interest or parts are in their best interest for upgrades and all that kind of stuff. And so I always try to provide some links in there. Um, but again, not all of them are affiliate links. You know, I don't make money, but anytime I can just link to something on Amazon or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff is affiliate. That's, you know, not making any money through an RC company. I'm just choosing to do anybody can sign up for an affiliate program through Amazon and uh, do that. So, I've, you know, we've signed up for that. It helps a little bit, you know, maybe 20 bucks a month or something that comes in from Amazon helps buy a arms or, you know, little things when, you know, we go out and break the cars uh, trying to show, show how durable they are or are not. Um, so, you know, getting back to the question is how is it that we get all of these cars? Well, a lot of times it's, we pay for them, you know, 95 plus percent of the time, probably more, we end up buying these cars and it depends on how many cars I get in a year. You know, that percentage is going to change, but 95 probably percent of the time I'm paying for the cars. Um, all the Kyosho ones, you know, if you talk to my hobby town, <laughs> they'll tell you that I'm in there, uh, buying stuff all the time. And, uh, so I one want to support local whenever I can. I have a hobby shop. I mean, it's a bit of a drive for me to go. It'd be easier to just Amazon prime everything or order everything direct from companies. But, uh, I like having the ability to go to a hobby shop and get stuff when I need it. And so, uh, I like paying into that system, of, uh, of shopping. So it's my choice. And I think that it's, you know, really great for the hobby to do so. Um, so yeah, I do, I buy a ton of stuff. Um, but you know, I know that I'm going to get use out of it on the channel. And so basically I do make money from YouTube. It's not at all what they show on social blade as far as what, what costs it might be. Um, maybe in the low to half range of what they show is maybe the upper end of that. And it actually varies from month to month. And I actually just found out about social blade. Um, and yeah, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, but interesting stuff on there for sure. You can look up different channels, find out their information, how much they think they make, how many views they get, all that kind of stuff that we see on the back end of our YouTube channel that, you know, the caveat is that the, the money, unless they're saying how much is made total before YouTube takes their amount, uh, that might be closer to accurate, but it's not very accurate, uh, from at least from my channel's perspective, uh, based on what they're, they're projecting <laughs> for money made in a year or even in a month. Uh, but let's say, uh, for December, that's usually a pretty good month. Um, usually we'll make somewhere over a thousand dollars for December. And that's just because uh, advertising money being spent at that time of year is crazy high because people are trying to sell products for Christmas. So October, November, December, you see that money go up. January, the bottom falls out and things uh, go even below what's normal. Uh, but that happens in all business too. So um, yeah, I mean, maybe five 500 bucks a month, a little bit more than that. Uh, would be typical for me at 28,000 subscribers. You know, and it fluctuates based on certain videos. I mean, if you've got something that's really popular, that really will drive it up or down. 
Um, but a lot of it even generates from having old content on there. So the more content you have um, in your, uh, you know, your back pocket, I guess, where people are still hitting it, that helps um, definitely with some of those numbers. But having that kind of money to reinvest. So that's the thing. It's, you know, most of my money, because I'm just doing YouTube for fun, I would say, uh, I reinvest that money back into the hobby and back into YouTube uh, because it's super expensive to do. And so they're also hammering on people. Kevin Talbot just had um, a big rant on his page. And, and so actually down in here, some of these people are saying uh, something about how um, how can people, you know, afford a grand every month or a couple months or whatever. Um, and, you know, some people are saying, well, I work for mine, you know, and, and so that makes it better, I guess, because they work for it doing regular work versus YouTube work. So they're kind of taking a dig at people. And um, there's some people that don't think that people should make a living off of YouTube, which I think is just insane for the amount of time that somebody like Kevin Talbot or uh, Aaron over at RC sparks put into their channel. I mean, it's a full time job. Plus there's a lot of money invested in being dropped. So, uh, and what it really boils down to is, there's viewers. And so, um, wherever there's interest, you find money. People are interested in living in New York city. You have a lot of people that want that same little small piece of property that's left to move to because so many people have moved in. Guess what? You're going to ask top dollar for it. Same thing with views for TV or for YouTube and for advertising and all of that. If you get more views than a video that only gets 10, views and you're getting millions of views, which one is more valuable? And so, uh, and it's not easy. People think, well, it's so easy. It's not easy to get to where those guys are at. You know, I've been just, you know, clawing my way just to get to 28,000 subscribers, uh, here over the past five years. And, you know, even the people that do it quickly, it's, it's not easy. There's work and there's thought and there's Part of its personality, part of it's just knowing the uh, the market and filling the void for what people want to see and them gravitating to it very quickly. So there's some people that hit it really quick and just take off. They've got the personality, they've got the info, they've got you know all the things that make for something that people want to watch. Uh, I personally find mine to be a little bit dry when I watch some of the other stuff. Mine is not nearly as much fun as some of the other stuff that you can watch out there, which probably is why mine isn't growing quite as fast as others. But, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time or brain power to devote to trying to figure out how to do it in order to grow it because it's not my goal isn't to make my living off of YouTube. Um, maybe one day it will be, but that's not the plan right now. And, uh, and that tangents off into a couple of things you know, so they're hitting on this stuff. And so I know Kevin Talbot pays for a lot of stuff, but I mean, there's so many costs that go into this hobby from uh, computers to cameras, to hard drives, to store all your footage on, um, to uh, the vehicles, you know, buying vehicles, repairing the vehicles, you know, keeping as many vehicles, you know, as are purchased. As you're saying, they're getting new ones every week, but keeping up with all of them, um, is crazy. And then the people that also sell them in order to invest into the new ones, 
Then they have to deal with eBay and shipping and all this other stuff. You know, we're buying stickers and sending those to people for free and all kinds of different things that cost money. And so, you know, <laughs> there, there should be some kind of compensation coming back to those guys that are doing super well, in my opinion, which is also, I think, cool about YouTube because they're saying, hey, we value your product and we're giving you money for it. Um, we realize that because of you, people are coming to YouTube and they're watching the videos and we're seeing the ads and they're not just keeping all that money to themselves like Facebook and Instagram, which is why you also don't see many of these people ever post full videos or content to Facebook or Instagram. Um, and they're actually trying to, you know, RC Sparks has actually developed shows, which is what's so cool about his channel right now. Loading Kings, YouTube Gold, that kind of stuff is just awesome. And you know that there's money invested when you see all those trucks and stuff that they use and all of that. But uh, some people revert to uh, things like Patreon and other ways that people can actually pay into it, you know. And I'm all for that as well. I, I don't think that if people want to invest in a channel, I think that's cool. We invest in our money in tons of things. Um, and so, you know, we, uh, we pay for Disney plus we pay for Netflix. We pay for all these different things. Um, I pay for YouTube so I don't have to watch the ads. And so I've actually been hit a couple of times because of my RC conspiracies and people are complaining how many ads there are. And I didn't even know because I'm logged into my account, which doesn't see the ads. And so I went in and they had like seven ads laced throughout this long thing. And I just had to go in and delete them. But I didn't even know they were there. And so people were saying I was getting greedy, but that wasn't the case. Uh, but your true subscribers know where you're coming from, I think. And, you know, one of the things is you've just got to avoid, like I was saying earlier, no matter how, what you tell these people, they're not going to believe you. Um, but they're probably not your main audience anyway. So don't get too bent out of shape about it. Uh, but what I was saying before is Kevin Talbot had kind of hit back on some of them. He had a rant um, about people complaining about him making money and doing his YouTube thing and having he has his own advertisement in his video. Why not? It's his content. Guess what? Most of us are going to watch through it to get to what we want, whether or not we want to participate in the eBay course. But there's people that want to. There's people that really want to know, hey, you know, I want to get out of doing X, Y, and Z. That's my job. I'd love to sell stuff on eBay to have extra money and do his course, you know? Why not Why not queue it up? If, you, if you've taken the time to make a course because you did something that worked and sell it, why not? You know, um, people are saying, oh, they're doing this stuff to avoid working. No, he put in the work. He's putting in the work and he's definitely putting in the, the work with his YouTube channel. So um, and they're complaining about having to watch advertisements and all of that kind of stuff from YouTube and, you know, but that's what pays. And, you know, none of this stuff is free <laughs> when it comes to YouTube. They've got to store all the junk videos that we upload there on a daily basis. And that costs money to store all of the content that's on YouTube. So they want the advertisements and they're willing to also help out those creators that make it. And I think that's cool. Um, as for the free stuff, uh, that's another rant that people have is, oh, you get all this stuff free. And, and there is some stuff that comes free, kind of hinted on the Banggood stuff. Um, but some of the other companies every once in a while will send out something, not every card that they release. <laughs> that's for sure. 
Uh, but you know, they do, they do give out some, uh, of the cars because they also see the value in getting their cars out in front of people. And they know if they give it to certain people, it's going to get a lot of eyeballs on it and people are going to buy it because they're going to be interested in it. And so it works for them. And you know, people saying, well, that's not, that's not fair that they get it free. It's not really free. And this is where the argument comes in that we always have. And it's like, well, you know how many hours we spend to put into to make the videos uh, to do that. In fact, I stopped doing the gear best and the bang good stuff because I didn't have time to put it in. And that's not what I wanted to be spending my time on uh, was that those vehicles that they had. And uh, so I made a conscious decision because I've already got, you know, a full-time job that I'm working contract work doing video production and then uh, other part-time work that I'm doing with video production on top of doing the YouTube. Um, and I just didn't have the time and I didn't want it to be staring in at me from over in my office, burning a hole in my head because it's saying like, we need you to do these videos. Where are these videos? We sent you this thing. And I didn't want to have that responsibility because you know, if I take something like that, then I do owe them something in return, which is the monet. What it is, is it's, it's work in order for a product. If you do this, we'll send you that. And so you still have to do work and whether or not people think it's work because it's not turning a bolt on a car or doing something on an assembly line or digging a hole or moving files on a computer, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's work regardless. Um, to have to do the unboxings, learn about the car, sit in front of the camera, try and, you know, tell everybody about it, edit it together, cut out all the mistakes, put it into a package piece, upload it. Um, you're talking hours of work, uh, for this and then run videos and all of the other things. So it's work. And, um, there's something that you get paid for that work, which is the vehicle itself because they don't pay cash. Now here's where I think that it gets interesting because um, if you're not being honest about that and the things that you're doing, um, it would be bad for your business, <laughs> which is where you make the actual cash money on YouTube. So if people stop watching because they no longer think you're being honest about how you feel about a vehicle, then they're going to stop watching your content which means that you're going to stop making money. You're just going to get free vehicles that you have to pay to maintain or sell or whatever you want to do for that money to come back to you. And it doesn't make sense to me to do that because that can dry up a whole lot easier than the advertising money in my opinion. So, um, that is one thing that, you know, I kind of have to kind of, put my foot down about it. It's just like, no, this, I will only do a review for you. If I can be completely honest with whatever I see and find when I get it. And so that's kind of my stipulation, uh, whenever I would do it because my whole reason for doing videos was to, um, expand the hobby, let people know why I'm excited about it, what cool stuff there is to do, but also help them avoid some of the mistakes that I made, whether it's buying a certain car or doing something wrong because I was learning everything as I was doing it. And, um, and that's still the same. Now I don't typically do reviews 
I will unbox something. I will show you everything that is in the car, what the components are, how I think it will handle based on those components. But I typically don't like to go into negatives. I will point out things that I like. I'll kind of maybe say, mm, it's a little bouncy or rolling over a lot or, you know, I don't, it jumps great or doesn't jump super great. But I don't usually come back and say, I wouldn't buy this car unless it's complete garbage. Um, you know, I would point out more what I see the purposes for. There's some of them that I'd received back in the day that were definitely toy grade. But they were military ones that my kids totally would and still use to this day because they have full interiors. They can drive them around. They can put little figures in them and all that. So different usage, still valuable in a way to the right audience. And it's just about saying where I thought that audience was or what age group maybe it would be for. Uh, because not everybody needs to step in and get a Crate and 8S as their first vehicle or an X-Max, something huge like that, or even a Max. Um, or Creighton 6S even, you know, the whole 6S lineup from Arma are insane. And you build your way up to that, in my opinion. So uh, unless you know what you're doing, kind of, you've played with other people's and, you know, you know what you're getting into. But um, so as long as you're being honest about things, and so that's where I'd always say that where I got it from, that is, you know, is sent to me to review for you by this company. Um, letting you know that it was, it was given to me by them or sent to me by them, uh, to review. Otherwise I just, I paid for it or, you know, bought it used from somebody, got it. However I got it trades, uh, things like that. But, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, even like the, the sponsorship that I've had with Venom Battery, I've been very open about that, about the support that they've showed to my channel, uh, for helping power vehicles on it. And that's still the case. Um, and even, you know, with like this podcast. So um, Venom batteries are what I've been running since I got into the hobby. They've been great to me um, as far as running batteries. But the company's also been good to me in my channel and supplying batteries for me to be able to use to show off new vehicles that maybe I didn't have battery packs for to run. So uh, stuff like that. But, um, but that relationship before it started, it came about because I was somebody that always talked about Venom batteries in my videos because that's what I always used. And when people would ask, that's what I'd recommend because they work for me. They've got the unit plugs, which make it great for going between vehicles when you hate to solder like I do, stuff like that. Um, but it's all about just being upfront and being honest. And, you know, again, there's you're not going to ever please everybody, um, but the people that you're loyal to and that are loyal to you. Um, I mean, we owe it to them to, to be honest. And uh, I mean, you owe it to everybody to be honest with them, but, uh, that's more who I'm trying to, to please, I guess, are the people that, um, are consistent followers, but they also kind of over time have gotten to know me and know kind of where I'm coming from and like my heart behind things, you know, I'm not trying to deceive anybody. That's not in my nature. Um, I'm not a salesman. I'm the worst salesman you could ever, I could, I can sell myself on needing to pay something, you know, I, I pay over for it. But whenever it comes to selling it, I was like, eh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of old or, you know, it's really beat up or worn, you know, and I'll, I'll just like underprice it every time underprice it, uh, to give people a better deal. 
um, or give it away because I don't feel like there's value left after I've destroyed it. But uh, so um, that's kind of where I'm coming from with that, guys. It was, it's been interesting um, and it's always interesting. It comes up all the time. And there seems to be this problem with people making money doing YouTube or people getting things for free. And actually it was funny because uh, I was watching the Harley, uh, Harley designs live stream the other night and he had his wife on. And when they, she asked, she was asked what she loved about the hobby and then what she didn't like about the hobby. And we, we thought it was going to be something car related or pulling her husband away. And the thing that she hated was, um, how people couldn't be excited when somebody else got something free or early or anything like that. And so it just told me that, you know, even Harley has to deal with this and he probably has to, you know, mentions it to his wife about what's happening. But in that, that was several days or a week, even after this whole thing on Facebook had happened. And, um, so it just hit me again, like, man, this is, this is crazy. Uh, how people are, are like this, um, where, you know, instead of being excited saying, man, it's so awesome that Harley has this, he's going to, you know, show us so many cool things that we can do with this because he's, you know, so creative with everything that he does around the RC hobby. Um, you look forward to like, well, man, when he gets it, he's going to show us everything about it, how, you know, to make it better, show us really cool techniques with it. And, um, yeah. And, you know, people suck the joy out of that. And uh, it's everybody loses. <laughs> everybody loses. So instead of being happy for somebody who's put in so much time into the hobby, put so much time into doing this stuff for us so that we can see. I mean, it's for him as well, but it's he's he's making it so that it's a shared experience for us so we can learn uh, from things as he was learning and trying to figure out how to do crazy new things with his RC vehicles. So it was one of those moments where I'm like, ah, oh, I wouldn't have thought that was it, but okay. That's, that's the thing that, that bothers her about the hobby. And it just kind of reiterated that whole thing to me, um, about, you know, how ugly <laughs> this thing is that it comes up all the time. Every time something new comes out, um, you know, we get all jealous about who's going to get the first video up or who's, who's going to get it first and who's going to, and you know, it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and you know, I, I love it, uh, because I love seeing it for the companies, you know, there is that excitement and that's something that we want there for them. And you know, them doing well is well, is good for us because it means we're getting great stuff, um, to play with. Because what it, what it really boils down to is these are things that we play with. And uh, it's funny how bent out of shape we get about it and who has more and who has what. So keep it in perspective, guys. And uh, keep those batteries charging and getting out there and running your RCs. And hopefully I won't have to talk about this for a while again. <laughs> At least not in this format. I'll probably still have to talk about it with some friends and all you know, people that are really close to me, but, um, yeah, it gets old having to do, to think about this and deal with this and try and reassure people that no, really, we, we do spend money on these, a lot of money, way more than we'll ever make. Maybe not ever, but way more than I make on YouTube. I spend on these to be able to run the YouTube channel. Um, crazy amounts, 
amounts that I don't want to put into figures and numbers <laughs> here. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to another While My Batteries Charge podcast uh, brought to you by Venom Power. We will be back with another one in the next couple of days. So thanks for tuning in. As always, catch you next time.